In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Memento Mori. It was a festival day. The troops were coming home after winning the battle. No one was all too surprised because they were the greatest nation on earth and arguably the greatest nation ever on earth. But let's be honest, if your team won the championship for the 10th year in a row, you still would celebrate. So they lined the streets to welcome the victorious soldiers back into the city. They called the thing a triumph. And in it, the prisoners of war and the soldiers would walk through the city streets, followed by the decorated general who had commanded the soldiers in the battle. Trumpets, cheering, feasting, dancing. It was a special day. The time was about the same time that Jesus walked this earth, and the people were the Romans. The Romans were pretty good at winning battles, and so they also subsequently got pretty good at celebrating winning battles. So they would put on these amazing triumphs. You can even think something like what the Raptors had a couple years ago when they won the championship in Toronto. An amazing spectacle to celebrate victory. But then, memento mori. Uh, A slave, a common slave, no standing in society, would stand behind the general as he rode in victorious from his battle, and he would whisper repeatedly in the man's ear, memento mori, memento mori. That Latin phrase translates to, remember that you are mortal. Why do you think the Romans did that? Why would they put this common slave behind the generals and whisper to them constantly, remember that you are mortal? Well, it it happens that when you feel like you're on top of the world, you feel like you're anything but mortal, right? You feel invincible. You feel untouchable. You feel immortal. And in Roman society, that was bad news because if uh, a uh, general got a little bit too big for his toga, he started thinking he was going to take his troops off and go rogue and conquer some lands for himself or maybe uh, put together a coup to take over the Caesarship, that was bad news. And it was good for generals as they would continue in their battles to never think of themselves more highly than they ought, to always have the humble attitude that they came in, not as a big shot, but someone who had to put in the work in every day. Remember that you are mortal. Of course, you know that it only worked for so long. The Romans got a little bit bloated on their own narrative, and eventually the empire collapsed because of their arrogance. But the phrase memento mori was kept by the Christians. The Christians borrowed that piece of Roman culture and kept saying it to one another, especially around the time when they would celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus. Memento mori, remember that you are mortal. Because that's sometimes a really hard thing to believe. Not just when you're a commanding general who has won a battle, but when you're a human living in the world. I mean, if you look at the society that we live in, it's preaching you anything but memento mori. It's telling you, hey, here's some products you can buy to make yourself look younger and stave off death. We'll make sure to keep death on the fringes of society, back behind the walls of hospitals, nursing homes, and funeral homes. We're not going to talk about death. The world will tell us, obliviscator mori, forget that you are mortal. And many people believe it. They build up their wealth, they build up their reputation, they build up their relationships, they build up their their success, they build their body to look perfect. They build it all up for what? So that they can die with it. It's a lie. 
And the longer we believe it, the more we walk ourselves down this path that is contrary to reality. Every one of us is mortal. We sometimes need the reminder. I want you to consider for a moment what it would be like to be playing a board game, one of these board games that has a currency of some sort, so think like Monopoly or Settlers of Catan or something like this. Um, How ridiculous would it be if you were playing that game and then somebody you were playing with started taking out real Canadian dollars and said, hey, can I trade these in for more wood or, or, or Monopoly money or whatever you're playing with? It seems kind of ridiculous because what we all know, even though we really do want to win a game when we play it, is that it's not real. Like, if you settle Catan, you don't get to stay there. The the board goes back in the box and you go back to your normal life. So it would be ridiculous to invest real dollars from your real life into this, this thing that's passing away. And yet how many of us do the exact same thing with our life? You know that this life is passing away. You might need a reminder, but you know deep down that you are mortal. And yet how many of us spend the spiritual resources of the life that is to come that will never end on this passing time period? We spend the resources of our attention that could be given to the things of God or love or our neighbor, to things that are passing away. We spend our money, which could be used to help the poor, to advance mission work on things that thrill for a moment. And it's not to say that those things are necessarily bad, but it's to ask you, are are you seeing the temporary life you live in as temporary? Or do you see it as all that you're living for? Do you need more than one reminder that you are mortal? The fact is, whether it's 60 years from now or when you drive home, Like James says, you are a mist. A mist is not without value. If you've ever been outside on a 28-degree day in summer and had cold mist blow on your face, it's pretty nice, right? A mist is valuable, but it's temporary. It's passing away. And that's what the Bible says. It's not that you don't have value, but that you're temporary. Now, we could start to poke holes in the the radical humanist worldview that says that we are the product of 3.45 billion years of evolution of molecules smashing together and adapting to their surroundings and come to about the same conclusion, honestly. Just the conclusion would not just be that that you're temporary, but also that you don't matter at all, right? Just play it out. If, If that's what the world is, eventually in the death of the sun, every bit of life on this planet is going to cease to exist. And so whether if you were the best person who ever lived or the worst person who ever lived, it doesn't matter. No one's going to remember anyways. But my guess is that most of you are not complete humanists. So what does this say to Christians? Well, something very similar, right? Not that you are without value, but that you are temporary, that you don't matter all that much. And I think to the part of us that believes the lie of Satan, you could be like God, that's really offensive. Because it runs right up against that idea that we have that we should be God, we should be immortal, we should keep getting up, and we should be in control of everything. Remember that you are mortal. You're not God. But the good news is, and, and the part of us that is baptized into Christ believes That because Christ became mortal and beat death, yes, we are mortal, but not forever. We are only mortal for a time. 
And that actually unlocks the power of remembering that we're mortal. If you remember that you're mortal from simply a worldly view, it's depressing. Just 60, 70, 80 years of getting the most out of you, can, you can out of the best food or drink or experiences or relationships or whatever you can get your hands on, that's it. But once you're unlocked by the gospel, you understand that your mortality actually is a huge blessing. The world that you live in, the world that frustrates you and brings you pain and disappointment, it's not forever. And frankly, it doesn't depend on you. You're not that important. You're a mortal. But the one who has saved mortality by his own death has said, this depends completely on me. On Ash Wednesday, we remember our mortality. We remember that we are dust and to dust we will return. And for many, that might just be a depressing topic. (laughs) You come here and you think, this is not as uplifting as normal Sunday worship is. Only if you don't have the gospel. Only if you don't know that now you are completely free. It doesn't depend on you. It's like being here after church. When I say something like, hey, can you help clean up before you leave? And you you help and then you, you go over to somebody and say, hey, is there anything left for me to do? And they say, nope, you can go. That feeling times a hundred from God. No, it's okay. You can go. You can go live your life and enjoy all those things that you love from your mortality. Enjoy good food and enjoy good drink and enjoy good relationships and enjoy amazing experiences. Just know that they're temporary. Just like you like playing that board game, but you know that it's temporary. Look at this life and enjoy it because you know it's temporary. For those generals, it was a simple slave. For you, it's a 30-year-old or so pastor. But the message is the same. Remember that you're mortal. And then start to think out what that means. Start to think out how you play the game of life, so to speak. Are you like this man that, that Jesus tells a story about? Investing all that you have from your your eternal life in this life, finding all of your value, all of your success, all of your your worth in being a certain type of person, having certain types of things? Or do you see all the things of this life that we have as mechanisms to invest in the future? Invest in the future that never ends. Take money that you have and sure, enjoy what you have, but then plan for forever. Look, if we believe that we are mortal, We will hold tightly to the one thing that keeps us from being mortal forever. It's God's word. And if we see that we are mortal and we know that we are passing, we will see the resources we have as mechanisms to bless others. And I could give you a whole bunch of opportunities of how you can do that, but I think you know many of them. And well, Ash Wednesday sermons are a little bit shorter than Sunday morning sermons. So let me finish with this. Ask yourself the question tonight, do I believe that I am mortal And if that question bothers you, run to Jesus and remember that you won't be forever. Someday, your mortal body will be raised from the grave. All sin will be wiped away. Every tear will be washed in the blood of the lamb. And we'll live like we were always supposed to live, not passing. Let's pray. Jesus, remind us that we are mortal. Help us find the joy in our expendability because you have done all things necessary for us. We ask that in your name. Amen.